Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Ricardo. How is life? Life is good. My life includes some curiosity right now. Go ahead. I'm looking at something that's on the table across yes. from me. What yes. is that? Well, this is my... I wanted to show you my progress with the drawing. Okay. What do you think? This is incredible. <laughs> this is really incredible. I was... I'll call you every day now in the morning <laughs> when I feel down and I will call you. Thank you. It's a human face, female face, and this is amazing. So how did you get to that point? I mean, are there certain techniques I'm, or is I'm it just a lot of practice? One thing, or? it's very interesting. I'm remembering what my art teacher used to tell me when I was a kid. And I remember now, I was thinking about this the other day, one of these misses opportunities. He was a great teacher and I think we made fun, fun of him and art in general and we couldn't care less. And now when I'm drawing again, I'm, I'm remembering the, the things he told me. And one of the things he told me was, draw what you see. Don't, don't make it up. This mm. line is going up. Don't make it go down, you know? And I remember this. There is a bit of a technique. I'm following YouTube tutorials. Yeah. And, and it's very interesting because I follow some. And, and it's the, I think we've discussed this, the mystery of improving, mm. that I need to, to experience it, to believe it, that you actually improve. So, for instance, the mouth for me, it's the most difficult part to draw. You do it a hundred times, and, and by the end of it, you do right? draw a, a better, a better mouth. So I'm, I'm happy. All right. I'm so, so excited with your reaction. No, seriously, that really looks absolutely incredible. Thank you. It was only when I was older, almost like what I would say, an adult, where I became more appreciative of the work that it goes, it goes into art mm -hmm. as a kid. I think sometimes I didn't take that class seriously. It was just something a little fun, a little yeah. something different to do. And I feel bad about that because now I've, I've only come to realize how how much work is involved in art. It really yeah. is very difficult. And we could review about now we are getting to, I'm getting more to an age than yourself. You are still young, right? <laughs> but it, it is true that you look behind and you look at opportunities we had that we, we didn't. And, and, and I think it's always a good opportunity to, to, to recognize the opportunities of the present more than feeling terrible about the missed opportunities of the past. Well, excellent. So speaking of looking yes. forward. Happy New Year. Yes, happy uh, new, new liturgical year. It's yeah. the first Sunday of Advent. And actually tomorrow is going to be Thanksgiving. So as you're listening, as this is being released today on Wednesday, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. and uh, But the Sunday will be the first Sunday of Advent. So how about I read the gospel and then we'll chat a little more. Where am I going to read from? Actually, you're going to be reading from Luke's gospel, which with the change of liturgical year, we move to the cycle that we'll do 
deal especially with Luke's gospel. And we are reading Luke chapter 21, verses 25 to 28 and 34 to 36. Jesus said to his disciples, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand. Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life, and that day catch you by surprise like a trap. For that day will assault everyone who lives on the face of the earth. Be vigilant at all times, and pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent, and to stand before the Son of Man. All right, what's the answer? You know what I'm asking. Checking. Yeah. There's a gap in the verses here, so we're always curious as to what that is. Farewell to Mark's Gospel. That was the, the focus of the last liturgical year. I just kind of realized now we've made the switch, and what a beautiful year to have gone through that. And yeah, this will be the focus now this liturgical year, but not necessarily on some feasts during certain seasons. It's switched up a little bit, but here, looking to Luke's Gospel. But were you able to get it or no? The verses that we are missing, uh, because we said verses 25 to 28, and then it jumps to 34 and 36. Jesus is giving examples of the same thing. Consider the fig tree and all the other trees in the same way you see these things happening. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And then it goes to what we read here. It's very interesting. You remember last year with the deeper in the pandemic, and I think it's the first time in my life that I experienced a real Advent. For the rest of our Advents in, in normal life, Advent is the time of the year where we are supposed to slow down, but our context seems to be the opposite, right? Last we were talking about the, the kingdom of Jesus and, and, and life and the world as such. And, and Advent is one of these times where these things seem to, to contradict the most. Maybe it's the time of the year where the church is asking us to slow down, reflect, and get ready for Christmas. And we seem to get busier, and I think we are much into normal life now. And I, I feel that this sentence, beware that your hearts do not become drowsy. I think that's, that's a, a, good, a good warning for, for our Advent preparation. I think you're right about that. So the drowsiness, I think about, too, this happens to come also when the, the season is really getting into the winter season here, at least in, in our part of the world here in the northern hemisphere, where it's dark, it's cold, and there's something to that and sort of uniting with the, mm -hmm. the liturgical here. But to be aware, as we're entering more of a period of, of darkness and more dark during the day, to really be, you know, looking forward to that light. And that's what, what Jesus says here. You're going to see, you're going to see a son of man coming in a cloud with a great power and glory. It's that second coming of Jesus at the end of time. I always appreciate this time of year to kind of just connect that a little bit, the seasons in terms of the atmosphere and then also the gospel here or the season of Advent. This is Advent, yeah. It's a favorite season of ours, right? Both of us. I think it's a season for introverts. Mm -hmm. 
write about it. But in fact, I think the gospel captures a little bit of what Advent is about in many ways. To prepare for something new. I mean, and it's very interesting that you made the connections with the, with the liturgical calendar. Jesus comes at Christmas and then the nights start becoming longer. So the church said, December 25th, that's, that's the... <laughs> and in astronomy, we know it's a few days before that, but that was mm-hmm. the idea, that beginning with Christmas, Jesus is the light, and then the nights will, will become shorter and shorter. This gospel is, is like a, a very catastrophic gospel, right? But I think it's, it's an indication that things cannot stay the same, that we are talking about that our relationship with Jesus would bring such a transformation in our lives that we have to to break with the old and embrace the new and we need time to get there, no? And I think that's what Advent is and that's why this very powerful, not maybe our favorite gospel, right? But but this this very catastrophic language is, is showing that that transformation that we are supposed to to accomplish. Well, and, and we journey with, so this powerful gospel here, but, you know, we journey together with the church through this liturgical season to encounter things like this. And as you just said, we, we need time to change. And there's a there's something very human about the liturgical season of Advent, I find, and just acknowledging we need time to turn back to mm-hmm. the Lord. We, it's hard to do it overnight. Some people can do that, but a lot of us need time. And, and here's the opportunity. Here's the mercy of God really expressed and saying, give you time to turn back to me. And we even think about then just that the second coming of the Lord at the end of time, just the great mercy that God has to give us time to get it right. Mm-hmm. I heard that a few years ago from Dan Schultz, whom we uh, we both know. It's just an insight he may have gotten from somewhere else. But, you know, the Lord is giving us time to get it right, mm-hmm. you know, and to figure all this out um, because of his goodness to us. And one of the things I love the most about our faith, Christian faith, is the, is the, the liturgy, the liturgical calendar, the, the seasons. How, how great it is to have a season like this, four, four Sundays to, to prepare for, for Christmas and to, to reflect about these things. I always miss for Advent, because of the Lenten observances, we, we have like a structure for, for Lent mm-hmm. that sometimes I miss in Advent. What could we do during Advent that would be similar, no? Right. B- maybe the same thing, prayer, fasting, <laughs> prayer, <laughs> fasting, and almsgiving. Who knows? But but something that would be... When I was a child, I, I guess many people do this, these Advent calendars that each day yeah. you do something with the family faith formation program, we are doing something similar. Mm-hmm. Something to mark... The, that would be my recommendation, something to mark the, the season. The, the same way that Lent is obvious, because we do so many new things for Lent, so many different things for Lent, that we would do something similar for, for Advent. Exactly. Or stripping something away, you know, just, just kind of choose one thing, be it a habit or, a, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be a bad habit, but just to, to give something up to simplify, to minimize, especially during this season, to really be focused at a time where, again, in a lot of ways, it's sort of, it's like the end of the school semester, shopping is becoming more and more online, but still sort of a shopping period. There's, there's a lot of reasons and a lot of, I guess, I should say a lot of excuses not to slow down and mm-hmm. not to, to really appreciate this. And then it's gone. Then all of a sudden it's Christmas. And so just do something. That's my, that's always my please. Do something, take something away, take advantage of the great gift that we have in this time. I remember once that I preached that I wasn't against gifts because it was one time in the year where we really think about other people, right? But maybe we could do more intentional gifts. Yes, keep buying things because the economy needs it and people need employment. 
but maybe to be a little bit more thoughtful, to, mm. to, to be a little bit more thoughtful in what we, we give to people. Right. What do you think? I agree. You know, gifts-wise, we are 2-0. I've given you two gifts. I, and I you was, I'm starting to feel guilty. Um, and I'm not even counting what I've been giving you this year. That's <laughs> not a gift. Um, but um, I, I, will, I will give you something. So I will, I will try to be thoughtful. I am going to try and be better, and I'm going to try and reciprocate. <laughs> Excellent. Anyway, um, have a great season of Advent. Yeah. I wish this to you and to all the people that listen to us faithfully. And we wanted to wish you all a, a, a very a very fruitful Advent. Yeah, know of our prayers, especially for you as listeners. Uh, happy new liturgical year and, and happy Advent. See you next week. Take care. All right. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.